This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Very Bold Radio and Podcast. Love to talk to difference makers. And we've got one today. She's an educator. She is a librarian, and she is an author of two books. I really hope we get to talk about that as well. She is Amy Ann Bailey, and I want to welcome her to the show. How are you doing, Amy Ann? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I am really glad that you're with us. And, uh, man, when I met you, I did meet you through um, your sister pregame up in Mesquite, Texas. Yes, and the Skeeters. Yeah, the Ghost Skeeters. I am representing. You're not on Facebook Live, but I am representing uh, Skeeter Nation shirt oh, right yes. now. Absolutely had to do it. Thanks, Thank courtesy, you. Courtesy of Jeff Fleener. Yes. But uh, we were, I was up there to um, cheer on the Skeeters and uh, hang out with Jeff Fleener and see your sister, Katie. And we were at the pregame meal. Where do you guys go for the pregame meal up there? Just remind me because it's delicious yes we go to jc's which is across the street from our from hamby stadium in mesquite texas and if you're ever in mesquite it's a great place to eat and has really great people there there are some really great people there the great people that i got to know were you uh yeah yeah so we were sitting around eating burger having delicious time the kids were at the kids table and um we started to hear about this book club that you started and some of the things that were going on, and I started thinking I would love to have Amy Ann on uh, Very Bold Radio and Podcast, and then, no kidding, a few minutes later, your sister Katie said, looked over and said, you know, she should be on your radio show, and uh, I was like, I was tracking exactly the same thing. So, Amy Ann, can you just tell us um, how this started, what this looks like, just give us some background and uh, help us to understand what you're doing, because it's, it's pretty awesome to me. Well, thank you. Um, well, first of all, shout out to my sister. I think she might be watching or listening, so I appreciate her in all the ways. Um, <laughs> so this started in February of 2016, and um, I've been a librarian at Mesquite High School since 2013. Okay. Um, and I also graduated from Mesquite High School. I just feel like I need to yeah. pre- reference that. I am a skeeter through and through. Yeah. Um, I said I would never work here, so never say never. Here I am. And I love this school. I love this community. Wait, wait, wait. Hold um, on. I have to ask you a question. I'm sorry. Yes. Why did you say, oh, I would never work there? What because was that about? Because that's what teenagers say. You know, okay. you just, <laughs> when you're a teenager, you just want, you want to get away from the place you grew up, but then you realize how great it is. And you come back. Right. So I okay. always tell kids, you never know. You might end up working here. That's and true. And they look like look at me like I'm crazy, but, you know, you never know. We have a lot of alumni who work at Mesquite High School. Okay. So that is cool. really, Yeah, that is really cool. Okay. All right. Sorry. Keep going then. No. So um, it was February 2016, and we had um, a class of students in the library to check out books to read for fun, which sounds like an oxymoron to teenagers, but <laughs> yeah. um, that is my favorite part of my job is I'm a book pusher. I'm very bossy about reading. You're very bossy every, about reading. Yes, I think everyone needs to be a reader. I think there's a book out there for everyone. Yeah. You just have to find it. Um, 
So, of course, I do my little pep talk about reading um, and say, okay, go get a book. In this table of boys, four boys, mm. they just sit there and they mm. look at me. And that happens a lot. So <laughs> okay. I go over to them and they just look at me like I'm so lame. And I say, come on, let's go get a book. And one kid looks at me, a Hispanic boy, and he says, Miss, reading is for white people. Mm. And that phrase, like, there is a before and there is an after Yeah. from that moment on. Wow. Um, wow. So I believe it was God made me stop and lock eyes with this boy. And I just said, I want to know why you think that. Yeah. Um, I did. I think maybe my younger self would have just said, no, it's not, and kind of glazed over it because it yeah. was awkward. Yeah. But something in that moment made me just want to engage with that comment, not to prove him wrong, but to understand. Yeah. And so all these boys at this table just started talking, and one of the Hispanic boys said, you know, miss, Mexicans work on roofs and mow yards. Mm. And then... One of the black boys said, yeah, and black, piece, black people hustle in the streets. And then another kid piped up and said, yeah, and white people read. And that's wow. just the way it is. Wow. And they all looked at me. And it wasn't with smugness. It was with sadness. And, um, and I said, but it doesn't have to be that way. Mm. And, um, mm. and I, I, wa- I was angry. But I wasn't angry at them because... This isn't this isn't their fault. I was yeah. angry at the world because mm. this is this is the world we've made for them, and this is that this is they believe their place to be in it. Wow! And so I just took a deep breath and I I said, you know what? I said, do y'all realize those are racial stereotypes? And they were like, yeah. And and they said, well, how do we change that? Wow! And I just said, we read books. <laughs> and they were like. Okay. Now, I wish I could say everyone checked out a book and everyone started reading, but this is reality. Right. And Mesquite High School is a big slice of reality, and things are very... We deal with a lot of challenges here, but um, and it takes a long time to change things systemically. Sure. And we all know that. We're, we're in it for the long haul. Yeah. Um, cause we're dealing with some really big issues here, but, um, that, that conversation just stuck in my head and I couldn't get it out of my head. And, um, I realized that my students viewed reading as something other people did. And it wasn't mm. that they didn't want to pull up a chair at the literacy table. They just didn't think they had a place there to begin with. And okay. that really bothered me. Yeah. So I started... I don't know. It's just like you hear something and it just pricks your heart and it won't go away. And I believe it was the Holy Spirit. I do too. And so I just leaned into it. I didn't push it away. I didn't run from it. I leaned in yeah. and um, I started started learning things. I realized I had a lot to learn. So I, I am a, obviously I'm a reader. I love books. That's and good. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sadly, not all librarians oh. love books. Oh, okay. I, mean, I know, I know. They like, anyway, that's a whole okay. other conversation. Okay. <laughs> but I like books, and I love young adult books. I love reading um, books to recommend to students. I love 
reading about teenagers. I, I write about teenagers. I'm kind of crazy that way. <laughs> uh, but I had just read a book called All American Boys by Jason Reynolds and Brendan Kiley. And Jason Reynolds, in fact, this was one of his first books. He wasn't very famous, but he has just been named um, the ambassador to young adult literature for the United States. Wow. He's a big freaking deal now. (laughs) Um, So this is one of his first books, All American Boys. And, um, And it was just, it dealt with some of these issues of race that these boys were talking about. Mm. And then I picked up the book, The New Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander. Okay. And I read that, and we actually did a book study with our faculty, with some people on our faculty, and that really got us talking about some really hard race issues mm, okay. and biases. Okay. Um, wow. And, and then I had um, one of my amazing assistant principals at the time, who's now a principal in our district, Regina Jackson, um, she just came to me one day and she said, you know what, I think you need to start a book club. And I told her the story of what happened with these boys, and she said, oh, yeah, you need to start a book club. Wow. And so I just had this full support from our administration, and so I just went with it. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know what it was going to look like. But I just went with it. And so I pulled together this group of boys, and I think I sent you a picture of them. Um, I'm not sure if they're on the screen. but I'm not that in, good. I, I just tell you right now, I'm probably about to pull up a picture of, of girls. So It's um, okay. It's okay. You know? <laughs> we'll um, see here. Because I sent you several pictures. Yes, um, you did. So, um, so I pulled together this group of boys. It was like, I think, 16 freshmen, sophomores. Um, and they were they were recommended by their English teachers as students who just weren't really into reading, but were on the edge. Like they just needed to find the right book. Yeah. And so we got together. We would meet every day, um, and they would we would meet during the school day, and we have an wow. advisory period. And they would come in, and I would give them chips. And Capri Suns, because that is the way to a teenage boy's heart, <laughs> is through hot chips. <sighs> and um, we would just meet in our office conference room, and they would read and talk, and we built this really cool community. And then um, we would discuss what we read on Fridays. Yeah. And it just became this really cool organic thing and I always wanted it to feel organic. I didn't want it to feel like for a grade or I because I feel like that's what we do in school. We take the joy out of reading. We take the true like you don't finish a book and think, Oh, I'm gonna build a diorama. Yeah. You know? Right. Or, oh, I'm gonna write an essay. Like in the real world we read a book and we talk about it and we pass it on and we move on to the next one. I wanted to give them that experience. That's awesome. And so it just, it was awesome. Um, I am the mom of two girls. I'm, I'm boys or I have the, have those two great nephews and they've taught me a lot. And Katie is a great boy mom, but that's not my jam. <laughs> like God knew what he was doing when he gave me daughters. Okay. Um, and so I was real nervous about, okay, how am I going to like, what's this going to be like with these boys? But they were awesome. Mm. And they called me, they called me school mom. 
School and mom. Uh, many of them have graduated, um, and some of them are seniors right now. And we are we've developed really cool relationships. Um, and so that's one thing they taught me is just about the power of relationships mm. and um, listening to them, not listening to respond, but listening to learn. Yeah. And um, we had some really honest conversations about race. Um, and also that this book deals with um, police brutality, all yeah. American boys. And okay. so I invited my school resource officers who work for the Mesquite Police Department. Um, I invited one of them, who's a dear friend of mine, um, to read the book with us and wow. have a conversation. Dang, that's I smart. I believe that conversation books lead to conversations and conversations are going to lead to change. Mm. That's they're going to bring us to the table and we need that in our world right now. Right. And so it was a very powerful. Um, I think both, you know, sadly that's kind of seen as sides. Um, but I think we just met and we talked and there was a lot of common ground uh, wow. made. Okay. Um, so it was just a really great experience. So, I mean, we had to do it again. Yeah. And absolutely. it grew from there. Um, and I, I believe book clubs, there's power in keeping it really small with these kids. Um, and then there's something about inviting them to join. Um, I actually had one kid. This is my favorite story. Oh. Um, I had one kid named Robert mm. who, um, like, snuck into the book club. Snuck in. Um, so we had been reading the book. This was the second round of readers. Um, and we had been reading the book about three weeks and the boy, we had a routine. The boys would come in, they would get their books. They'd sit down and start reading. And I would check in with each of them, just kind of conference, like, where are you? How you doing? Um, just to kind of hold them accountable for their reading, but in a very safe way. So I go around and their heads are all down. And um, so I get around the table, and this boy looks up at me, and I don't know who he is. Wow. And it's been three weeks. Like, I know these kids. and Because right. um, he had come in and just grabbed a book and done what everyone else did. And I said, who are you? And he said, my name's Robert Davis. And I have his permission to share the story. Yeah. Um, I said, I don't know you. And he goes, well, Macaulay said I could come. <laughs> and Macaulay looked up and was like, yeah, miss, he wants to be in the book club. Wow. So all the kids look at me, and they said, Miss, he can't just join. He's got to read the book. So it felt like we had to jump him into the book club. Um, <laughs> so I just, like, they were all looking at me, and I said, Well, if you really want to join, you need to read three chapters tonight. I just made it up. <laughs> right, I do that right. a lot. And um, he was like, Okay, Miss, I got it. And um, so he left. He came back to school the next day, and he had read four chapters. Wow. And he really read them. I kind of could tell, kind of quizzed him a little bit. And uh, so then he got in a fight that day mm. and um, he got suspended. Wow. And it was, it, he, it was a situation where he was um, jumped and he was fighting back, but he had, he had to get suspended. Wow. And so I gave him the guilt trip. Like, I've put my name on you. You've just joined this book club and now you're getting in trouble. And um, he said, I'm going to go home and I'm going to finish the book. So he did. He was suspended from school, went home and read 
finished the book. He finished wow. the book before any of the other boys who had been in the group the whole time. Oh, that is great. So he came back to school and he said, so what am I going to read next? And I thought, well. <laughs> and so Robert, from that day, he was a sophomore um, when that happened. But from that day on, he never got in trouble again. Wow. He um, he always um, would read anything I gave him. And he um, just became one of my most avid readers. He became kind of the face of the book club. He would tell people about it and... Um, he gave it some credibility with other people, with other kids. Oh. And right now he is a freshman at Texas State University. Wow. He joined a book club at college um, because he loves to read, and he's doing great. And wow. I'm so proud of him. That and now his incredible. younger brother's in the book club now, too. So, Oh, my gosh. That I is love incredible. that story. Oh, that's a beautiful story. My goodness. Oh wow. Okay, so um so kind of catch us up then what is it what does it look like now? Um and also I want to talk a little bit about what you did with the the hate you give also. Yes. Yes. So um we read we read through the year through 2016 and the beginning of 2017 I had about two or three I just do rounds like pull a few groups in, we read the book um just to try to spread it but keep it small. Yeah. Um, and so, um, in the at the end of um, the school year in 2017, April in 2017, we had um, a student, um, Jordan Edwards, who was murdered by the Box Spring a Box Springs police officer. Mm. And um, so he was a freshman at our school, and um, it it shook our school community to its core. Yeah. Obviously. And um he was also a football player on Jeff Jeff, my brother in law's team. Right. Um and this was the right when Jeff took over as head coach at Mesquite High School. And so he was he had to deal with a lot of um just this tragedy. Just it, horrific tragedy in our community. Right. And I just want to say he handled it with such grace and humility and love and it made me very proud of him. Um, but our our kids were hurting, and I I just saw such hurt and anger and confusion, and it was really hard. And so I had just read the book that Hate You Give, and um, it deals exactly. I mean, it's like exactly the story. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm sure people have heard of it. They might have seen the movie, but the book is, of course, better. <laughs> um, I love it. I did see so the movie the other day, so now I have to read it. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Um, so this happened at the end of the school year in 2017, and I just mm. thought, you know what? We need to read this book. Like, books mm. can heal us. Books can change us. And um, my school can, my school administrative team said, yes, do it. Mm. We support you. Good. And um, I had reached out to the author, Angie Thomas, on Twitter because she had been tweeting about Jordan. Wow. And I just sent her a direct message on Twitter, and um, she immediately responded. And I said, I work with these kids. And she said, what can I do for your kids? Wow. And so we developed, we started a conversation. She donated books to the book club, and then she oh. offered her time to Skype with us for free. Wow. Um, and Angie Thomas is like one of the most famous people in young adult literature now. Yeah. And um, people might not know this, but Skype fees for authors 
guarantee. They can you can pay thousands of dollars for an hour of their time. I did not know um, that. Yes, yeah. it, for wow. the really big name ones, right, right. Their time is very valuable. Sure. And so they they can make that's a way they make a lot of money, and yeah. um, because they don't make it selling books, people don't realize that you have ah. to be a New York Times bestseller to make money as an author. Right. Um. So Angie donated her time. We read the book. Um. I had a boy who was in the car with Jordan when he was shot. Um. Mm. Actually, he wasn't in the car. He should have been in the car. Um, he was grounded, and um, he didn't go to the party that night. And mm. so he felt responsible because he felt like if he had been in the car, um, then it would have been him instead of Jordan. Wow, wow. And so he had a lot of guilt and a lot of anger, and he read He read the book. He actually picked it up from my desk one day. And um, I hadn't really started the book club yet. I was still thinking about it. Yeah. And I was really worried when he picked it up because I thought it would trigger him. Mm. And um, he read the summary and he said, I think I need to read this. And I said, oh, it's, it's going to take you back to your, I mean, like, like he wasn't already there, you know, and <laughs> right. his feelings about Jordan. Right. Um, like that's something he could lay down. He never lays it down. Um, wow. So he said, "You know what? I'm going to try it." I said, "Okay, just this is this is your choice." And no, you don't. This is I'm not making you do this. Yeah. So he brought it back the next day, and he said, "I cried a lot, but this actually made me feel better reading it. It helped." Wow. So I thought, you know what? If he if if he, I mean, if he can read this and feel some relief, then yeah. maybe we all need to read it. And so we did. And um, so I had a boys group and a girls group. Um, they liked separation in that way. Interesting. I don't, I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> I, but they they just say it keeps them a little more real. Okay. Um, huh. And so we tread it, and then we came together and got to Skype with Angie for an hour and ask her really hard questions and have really honest conversation. And it was, it was amazing. Wow. One of the best things in my 20 years of education. That is incredible. Um, So we are still going with the book clubs. Um, I have a group now it's called project lit and we are actually a national. Yeah, go on. Sorry. Okay, it's actually a national book club out of Nashville, okay. and you can find them on Twitter at Project Lit. Um, is their Twitter hash or their Twitter tag? And um, we read books that are recommended by them, so they're relevant young adult bestsellers. Our kids, I call them mirror books. Our kids see themselves mm. in them, so they, mm. you know, they want to read them, and. Um, and we just meet, and we eat chips, and we discuss. And actually, we just read Just Mercy, um, which is now a movie right now with Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx. Mm. And we are going to see the movie on next Thursday um, for free. We got a grant to take 57 kids to see this movie. Wow. Um, which I saw it over the weekend because I wanted to preview it, and also I wanted my, my daughters to see it and my husband. Um, and it is very powerful, so I highly recommend it to your listeners. And um, okay. also the book is very powerful as well. True story. Wow. Okay. 
Okay, man, that is really cool. This is uh, this is amazing. Uh, amazing I feel like what I just talked a whole lot, <laughs> and uh, that's what we wanted. <laughs> but I can talk. I can talk a lot about this. This is. I'm very passionate about it. Right. What would you say to somebody that's listening today that is just like catching a little bit of vision of, uh, you know, something we didn't understand before? Just that you know, different kids would experience books different, and the stereotypes that you talked about. Uh, what would you like to say to somebody that's listening? Is like, man, what can I do? Well, um, I I just think teenagers get a bad rap these, these days, especially minority um, teenagers of color. Um, especially if you live in a community where you don't see a lot of kids of color, um, I feel like our society stereotypes them, and and sadly they they believe the stereotype. Um, I that I got confronted with that, um, you know. And, yeah. and they really believe that reading isn't for them. That wasn't just an isolated right. event. Um, I went and started asking kids after that happened. I, I started asking kids who I had relationships with um, children of color, and they, uh, 95% of them said, yes, that I believe that. Wow. And so I think we have to step out of our bubbles, step out of our biases, and just look look at things objectively and they will make us very uncomfortable. Mm. But systemic racism is real. Mm. Um, and one thing that I want to say as a kid growing up in the nineties, um, I was taught and not, this is just because of the time period, just about colorblindness, like don't see color. Right. We're all this. We all bleed the same. We're all in, and I think there is good intent behind that. Right. But it's also a very dangerous mindset. Um, it is good to see race. Right. It is okay to acknowledge race. And um, when I talk to my friends of color, they say, when people say, I don't see color, they feel like that means they don't see me. Right. Um, right. And so, like, I will hear people say, oh, well, He's, I don't mean to be racist, but he is black. Well, <laughs> yeah. that's not racist. To acknowledge, to acknowledge someone's race is not racist. Yeah. It's the thought that comes after. Okay. And so I've done a lot of reading about this, and I'm learning, and I, I have a, it is a journey. It is a process. Right. It is awareness. And so two mm. things I would say to listeners, especially white listeners, is don't turn away from it. Don't, um, it, you know, it is a conversation going on in our world right now. And right. it's very easy to get defensive because we feel like, um, we feel like we're wrong. Um, so don't get dis- defensive, but just start being aware and do some reading. A really great book to start with is, um, it's called So You Want to Talk About Race. Yeah. And it's um, it addresses just a really good um, really good book that addresses a lot of issues, just to start conversations and to start thinking. Um, and so I'm I'm doing self work on that. I'm, yeah. Um, still learning, still growing. Um, and I'm you know I'm often one of the only white people in a room at my school. Right. And I thought that was wrong for me to acknowledge that, but then it—I realized that's that's just the way it is, and that's 
but I, I, yeah. I listen, I, I learn things. There are cultural differences, and that's not a bad thing. Okay. So it's, it's just, I think, an awareness, and then you start paying attention to things. I want to talk about your book, which is going to be a shift here. But if there's something okay. else you want to talk about with the book club or racism uh, or anything that is going to help us, go ahead and give it to us now. And then we'll switch gears. And if you could give me just another five minutes or whatever sure, to talk about sure. your book, uh, I'd love to hear it. one thing I did want to yeah. say about the book clubs. Um, one thing that I realized about the kids was they wanted to keep the books. Um, so we go from kids who don't think reading is cool to kids who read a book and want to keep it forever. Wow. Um, because it's almost like a book is a trophy. Like yeah. you finish that book and they want it on their shelf. They want it. They want to give it to a family member. I've had so many kids whose parents read the books also or siblings. Um, so that makes my heart so happy about yeah. literacy, spreading that love in a family. Um, I think that can change a tra- tra- trajectory of a family. Um, but the one thing that, you know, our school doesn't have that much money to buy these books mm. for all these kids. So I have had ev- every book has been donated through Donors Choose. Wow. So through my friends and family, I set up a Donors Choose project. And so it's been over $4,000 of books wow. donated so kids can keep them. So I have to reorder the books every book club because I've given them to the kids. That is awesome, yeah. Um, so to me, that that makes me want to cry because it just shows mm-hmm. love and support coming up underneath these kids. And it's former teachers of mine. It's former students. It's family members. And then there's total strangers I don't even know through yeah. Donors Choose. But it just feels like a true community coming behind these kids and they love knowing that people believe in them and want to give them these books. Right. Wow. That is really cool. So somebody might be listening today and wants to get on board with that even possibly, right? Yes. Yeah, I would. Yes. So I have no shame in taking money for books. For <laughs> so how do they do that if they uh, need um, to do that? They can contact me. Um, I can leave you my, my phone number, and they can contact me, and um, and I can – maybe you can have that information, yeah. and I can – have an email. You got it. You got it. So if you're listening on the podcast or watching on Facebook live, you can also hit me up Steve at very bold.com and let me know that this is something that God is moving you to do. And I will get you in contact with Amy and we'll figure that out. So that's awesome. Yeah. Great. Oh yeah. That, that is awesome. All right. Uh, anything else you want to say before we talk some about, uh, these books that you're, you're (laughs) writing, uh, uh, no, thank okay. you. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about these kids and these books, and um, they're really special to me, and um, I'm really, really thankful for the opportunity. I, uh, man, it's incredible what you're doing, so just thank you for continuing to do it, and just who knows whose heart just gets uh, gets lit to um, to make a difference for uh, for kids around them. So that is incredible. All right, Amy Ann, you're also author. I would love to hear. I didn't know that until just the other day. So I would love to hear about that and uh, what's going on there. Um, yeah, so thank you for bringing that up. And I'm going to be honest, it's a yeah. really, um, it's, it's, it's been a hard journey and a long journey, but I'm just 
it's something I feel like God keeps telling me, no, you need to keep trying, you need to keep doing this. Like, you are, you are in, in my will, and yeah. it's, it, whatever is meant to be will be. But I'm a writer, I love words, I think words have power, mm-hmm. and um, or I know they have power, and I have, I just, I love stories. And um, so I'm, I'm just going to keep writing and see what happens, but in 2012, I started writing a novel. Um, both of my daughters were very young. It took me five years to write it. Sure. Because um, I just wrote it when I was in the mood or had time. And um, which is never. So <laughs> I um, it took me a long time. I, I did. I wasn't disciplined in the process. Um, and then I revised it. I had some re- writer friends read it, give me advice, and then I tried to send it out for publication. I sent it to um, 75 literary agents, I believe. No, yeah, 75. And I got 75 rejections. Um, and so that was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, so much fun. Um, but I am a big fan of traditional publishing. I, you know, I go to these library conferences. I stand in line to get authors' autographs. I collect books with autographs. I love, yeah. um, you know, the way to get my book on a library shelf is I have to go through t- traditional publishing. Okay, gotcha. If I self-publish through Amazon, my book couldn't be on a library shelf. Um, gotcha. It, on a school library shelf. Right. And I, I just value that process. Yeah. Even though it's really hard to get in. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I didn't have luck with that book. Um, so I wrote another one. I wrote it in about a year. Um, I just, I made myself sit and write, even yeah. when I didn't want to. Yeah. And so I became a little more disciplined. Um, and that story is really close to my heart because it is about a girl who, a high school girl who doesn't have a place to live. And so she sneaks inside her school mm. and lives inside her school. And... um because that was my question. All books start with questions like, how could a kid live inside their school? Yeah. Because hmm, we have all these old, clo- Mesquite has an old school, and we have all these random closets. And I just thought, I wonder if a kid could live here. Wow. And so um, I just started asking questions and kind of going, and there's a library and a librarian, and of course there is. And um, <laughs> school is very important to my students. It's a stable place. It's a safe place. They don't want to leave. Like yeah. every day in the library, we have to kick kids out. Wow. Um, they don't want to go home. Home is not always good. Yeah. And so schools are often seen as very antagonistic places. Teachers as very lame. But in reality, those are the those are the safe places, and wow. the, those are the safe people. And I just wanted to honor that in a story. Wow. So I'm trying to get it published right now. Um, I've gotten really close several times. Oh man, really? Uh, That's oh yeah, awesome. I've gotten like I've gotten three. You are so close, oh. but no. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Oh, um, so That's I just, awesome though. Yeah, so I'm. I have it on a website right now. Um, it's called Swoon Reads, and you can read the whole thing for free. And it's kind of like American Idol for books, like yeah. if. If it gets a lot of buzz, 
it'll get attention from their editorial board, and then they still have to decide if they want to publish it. Yeah, wow. um, But it's a Macmillan contract. It is a traditional, mm. decent book contract that would get me into the machine, and then I could have my book on the library shelf. Oh, so, my gosh. All right, what else can you tell us? <laughs> this is, yeah, this is a soft place to land, right? I hope. Yes, yes. Okay, that, all right. That's the title, yes. Right, what else can you tell us about the book? Because I saw on the website, it looks like a lot of people have read it. A lot of people make a lot of very positive comments about yes. it, but boy. Yeah, it's gotten a lot of good feedback from people that I know and, and don't know. Um, yeah. A lot of my librarian friends have read it and have been, you know, I they aren't just saying they liked it because they're my friend. Right. Um, they they were honest, and um, that means a lot to me because these people read, <laughs> you know, right. they know good books, and so I'm really um, humbled by their um, their positivity about it. Um, but I think it just speaks to people. I think it's a story that needs to be told about right. homelessness and that it doesn't always look the way we think it should or does. And um, there are kids who purposely fly very low on the radar. They yeah. don't want to be seen. And often those are the kids who have the story that will break your heart. Right. And um, I, this is not a true story. Um, it I, I've never known a student to live inside a high school. Um, Challenge accepted. You know, <laughs> but there are um, there are pe- there are twenty years worth of students in this one character. Yeah, you know? right. Um, just in in students. Um, I actually did have a student read the rough draft. Yeah, and she gave me some really good ideas for it. Wow, gave me permission to like use her idea. I mean, you uh-huh. know, just advice. Right, and um. She would say, no, Miss Bailey, a kid wouldn't say this. You know, she right. really helped me make it so a teenager would enjoy reading it, too, not just adults. Wow. And that student is um, a junior at University of Texas now. She's doing really well, so I'm oh my very gosh. proud of her. Oh, my gosh. That is awesome. Wow. All right. So anything else, uh, if anybody wants to go, do they need to just Google a soft place to land or do um, they need to go they to? They can go to Swoon, okay. S-W-O-O-N, Reads. It's a okay. website, right. .com. And then they can put that book title in and they can download it for free on any device and read it. Oh, my gosh. I, I just flipped over to Facebook and I see you have it on the screen. That's like surreal. Um, so I would love honest feedback because what could happen is they'll pick they'll pick it and then I get to revise it with an editor and so if there's any kind of feedback they can give I would love that um, because Mm. I can use it to make it better I know it's not you know it's it's a rough draft so Please help me make it better. Wow. I love it. All right. Amy Ann Bailey, thank you so much. Um, I think we went over your time. We're good on our time. But, uh, man, we really appreciate it and the blessing that you are. And uh, I see it in your, you know, your family. And, oh, you know what I should 
put that picture up too. I had that ready to go, but oh, we didn't yes, get it up there. Oh, yes, I love my family. So, yes, I've got the picture up there of uh, Jason and your girls. So, thank you. Um, yeah, they are my oh my gosh, they're just the best. Okay, are you still watching Facebook Live? There's me. Yes. yes, there's one picture I did not get to put up there, and I didn't. Is there any background on that picture? If you can see uh, it now, let me see. I just had to refresh. Okay. Um, let me see what picture it is. Right now, it just shows the picture of me with the book. So, what picture is okay. it? Okay, it's a picture with a looks like a young woman. She's in a red shirt. And oh, yellow. that's one of my book club girls. Okay. Yeah. Okay. She. Right. Um, she is some. Uh, she is a, ju- a junior currently, and okay. she. Um, I met her as a freshman, and um, she is just a beautiful girl who has dealt with a lot of stuff mm. in her life and loves to read now and makes me smile every day, and I love her. Oh man, okay, that's awesome. That is beautiful. All right, well, Amy Ann, uh, man, we are excited, and we will have you back on uh, oh, when this. I love it. Yeah, and I, I am excited. This, if God is continuing, and I know He is, to tell you, no, you know, keep waiting, keep waiting for the right opportunity for these books. Um, God is going to open that door, and it's just, Thank I, you. I love how you are able to just share, like, oh, this is how many people, literary agents, turned it down. This is whatever. I mean, it <laughs> um, just. It's a total. 152. I'll just be honest. <laughs> and I tell kids this story. I mean, they know I'm writing a book. They they ask and they know I'm I just feel like there is power in talking about our process. Like we yeah. are not we don't talk about the struggle enough. Like mm. we just show up with success. So we just yeah. show up. And I'm so I've I've been very um transparent in this. Uh, yeah. my Facebook friends are probably sick of me writing about it. Um but I just I don't, hopefully one day I can say, yay, this happened, but I don't want it to just seem like right. um, it just happened. You know? Like, yeah, yeah. This is a process. Yeah. Man, that is so great. I mean, this is a part of the story, that perseverance and that, man, just keep going. Um, and it's and it, hard. I am going to tell you, it is, and I have wanted to quit more times than I have not. So okay. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, it's been very hard, especially with 152 rejections staring me in the face. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, what keeps you going when it's, when you're just ready um, to quit? I just, I read this quote one time and it says the difference between an unpublished writer and a published writer is the published writer didn't quit. Mm, wow. Um, and I, I follow a lot of people on Twitter who talk, I mean, it's very, Publishing is a grueling process, and it, it it's very common to have over 200 rejections. Like, yeah, you just have to keep at it because it's the per. It just the stars have to align. Yeah, it just there's so much that has to fall into place, and um, I just feel like my yes is coming. Yeah, so I just have to keep keep working on it. Oh man, I love that. I love that. Your yes is coming. Your yes is coming. So, yeah. uh, all right, Amy Ann Bailey, thank you so much for uh, sharing everything with us today. You are a blessing. Thank and, you, uh, Steve. You're a blessing, too. And I'm so glad our paths crossed. Me, too. After, um, you know, Katie and Jeff's wedding all these years later. It's been a little while, yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> all right. Well, God bless you, and thank you so much for being with us. Anything? Thank you so much. All right. Yep. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. 
All right. Thanks, Amy Ann. That was awesome. Awesome. Perfect. Perfect. And I just want to finish with Facebook Live. Man, that is that is just incredible. And uh, I'm really excited to continue to watch this journey. And I just love that her yes is coming. And maybe for you watching today or listening to the podcast, there's something and your yes is coming. I remember a story. I love stories, too, just like Amy Ann. And uh, I remember that. Uh, that is not Amy Ann Bailey. That is Steve Teal. I'm going to put that guy's face and name up there. Um, I remember story of the redneck woman, uh, Gretchen Wilson. And I remember her just <laughs> sometimes it seems like overnight success. But no, you're grinding and you're grinding. And I even think about my hockey players down here in San Antonio that are grinding and are, are believing that, man, I belong in the NHL. And just sometimes it just seems like that. Yes, is never coming. And it's so hard. And, and I love uh, Roland, of course, as the PA announcer for the rampage. And I get to be the chaplain for some of these guys. And just to have them, you know, listening for God's voice that says, you know, your yes is coming. The story about Gretchen Wilson is that she had showcased yet again and she had just had rejection after rejection. And she was singing for another record producer, a couple of uh, music producers. And she saw as she was singing, she saw somebody write down uh, N and O. Uh, and so she knew it was just a no again. And when she was done, of course, she was devastated. And what he had actually written down was not no, but now. He had written down N-O-W, and he said, now is your time. And maybe today, you know, the, the breakthrough that you need is that now is your day of salvation. Maybe that's it. Maybe that Jesus wants to break through the things, the failures that you've gone through, the disappointment that you felt, the hurt that you've been on the receiving end, the hurt that you've given. And Jesus is saying, now, now is your day. Now I come into your heart. Now I make your heart my home. Now you experience forgiveness and joy and peace. Maybe that's for you who are listening to this podcast podcast or watching our Facebook Live. Now, now is the time. And maybe for some of you that are following that dream, maybe it's for our hockey guys for the San Antonio Rampage. Maybe your yes is coming. And maybe that relationship that is broken, that is fractured, and you've been praying for healing and restoration and forgiveness, maybe that yes is coming. Maybe that's what you need to hear today. So I just encourage you, wherever you are, to be very bold in your faith, to know that Jesus is with you, and his yes is yes, and it's coming. It's coming for you. So what did Paul write? He said, therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. God bless you. Love you. Tune in next week. Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. 